Hello there, this is Kevin Pascal and you're tuned into another episode of the Hinted Neuron Podcast. On today's episode, I'll be talking with Natine Oki. She's the author of the book, The Game of Self-Domination. She's also a business developer and host of the Life Up Education TV show. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to leave me a review with 5 stars on Apple Podcast. And also, if you have any questions, comments or concerns, you can always reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter at Hinted Neuron. And now, here's my conversation with Natine Oki. I am here with Natsune Oki. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I thank you very much for having me today. Yes. So I, I, I was going through your book because the title of your book is The Art of Self-Domination. And the Game of Self-Domination. Yeah. Yeah. The Game of Self-Domination. First of all, what is self-domination? Because it looks like some kind of big, big concepts like dominating, is it dominating yourself or what does it mean? Uh, So basically life, there is no fact, right? Like life is what you make it to be. So that's the whole concept of it. Like me being entrepreneur as an entrepreneur, I don't like to dwell on the fact or I don't like to dwell on what's right or wrong because I always focus on productivity. And then, I mean, the domain of like happiness, then I would also focus on productivity and happiness over, uh, over like being right. Right. Or like executing something in a egoistic manner, but rather I care more about making progress. So when we focus on making progress, you can't dwell on being right or letting the narration that is a fact in your head, um, to basically destroy your progress. Like you have to come up with an narration in yourself to say, look, I mean, this might be some, uh, this might be the situation right now, but I'm going to consciously choose the narration that's going to make me produce instead of dwelling on the fact or the reality that I'm perceiving right now that discourages me from producing. So that's like a really uh, broad, I guess, summary of the entire book. But basically we focus a lot on like, I mean, so what, you know what I mean? Like we, we focus a lot on like, maybe you have been hurt. Maybe you have been discouraged. Maybe you have been a victim of whatever the narration that hurted you from producing. But if you really want to produce, if you want to achieve something, you have to really stop believing in that story and start focusing on creating the story that encourages you rather than story that drags you down. So I was thinking about different, you know, phrases, different names that I could use for that, uh, for that story. And just self-domination sounded the best because, you know, for someone to have this kind of characteristic or mindset, it requires certain level of discipline. It requires certain, certain level of like, you know, you can't just like, you have to, everything is your fault. So you, you have to take ownership, right? So I wanted to mix that message in um, by calling it self-domination. Yeah, I think that was really interesting. And you, you mentioned something about we focus on being right. What do you mean? Do you mean we, we shouldn't like bank on the fact that we are right or what? Because I, I don't, that, that part is not clear to me. 
Right. So for example, like things that distract us from producing, things that discourage us from producing is what has happened to us, right? But life is not what should happen. Life is just how it is. And you have to learn how to navigate through that, right? But I think a lot of people dwell on what the life should be and, you know, complain about it, that the life is not how it's supposed to be. And the reality is, whatever that's not happening is not happening. So now, if you want to focus on production, if you want to focus on solution, then you have to stop dwelling on that story that talks to you like what it should be from your perception of how the life should operate, right? So once again, coming from business and entrepreneurship background, I focus on, I, I try my best to focus on production over, you know, ego, production over like what it should be, but rather like if something happens to me, I try really hard not to look at like how I expected something to happen, but versus I would just accept how it is. And I'm going to, if I have the time to dwell, if I have the time to complain, I'm going to use the same, very same time focusing on finding solution. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure, sure. Now that we are on production and productivity a bit, because I, I get asked this question a lot about how to stay productive and how to keep energy up, mm-hmm. how to, how to do more. You see, the thing about me is that I, I, people ask me these questions a lot because they feel I, 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 I am bigger on staying productive, but usually mm-hmm. I don't have any kind of structured advice to give them because for me, I just do it because, mm-hmm. you know, I just do what I'm supposed to do. But maybe you might have thought about it and have like clear advice mm-hmm. for people who might be listening because a lot of my listeners ask me how to stay productive, but I, I don't give them some kind of structured answers because for me, I really don't have clear answer. I just, I just do what I'm supposed to do. That's how I stay productive. But maybe just tell us how to go about productivity in a structured manner. So there's like so many comments I can make with that right now, but if I have to choose like a few different things, I mean, if I have to choose you know, a few messages, I would say two things, actually. The first one is um, entitlement. Like entitlement creates so much like comfortability around people that it it's like literally poison in people. Like they feel like they deserve something, right? They they think that they deserve something. And which is kind of like a product. Like it's, it's just the result of the current society, the current... Um, stage of economy, like the current stage of uh, evolution of humanity, right? Like how things are right now versus how things were before. And then um, the second thing I would say is, what's your alternative? And then I can come back to a little bit deeper thought on this. But basically, the first one, once again, is entitlement because like you don't deserve anything, you know what I mean? Like just by the fact that you have the life, it's already like you're winning. Like already you got the hardest, um, the hardest ticket. Like literally the chance of you being born to this world is four, one in 400 trillion. Like that's the craziest odd that could get in life. You know what I mean? Mm. So many people take it for granted. And so many people from living what it feels long life, especially if you don't have the purpose, like what it feels long life, navigating through that 
we meet a lot of adversities. We meet a lot of hardships to our terms, right? And we start kind of becoming more and more cynical. We start taking more and more things for granted to the, to the level where like people, people keep complaining to the level where they take everything for granted. They assume that something good should happen to their life, right? But if you approach to anything in life from that approach, like literally you're always at the scarcity because you feel like nothing good is happening for me. I'm not supposed to work for something good to happen. Like, you know, I, I claim good thing to happen to me. Like it belongs to me. Right. But once again, like that ultimately puts you in a scarcity mindset rather than abundant, um, uh, mindset abundance but in reality if you want to create something in life you have to be the other side scarcity can never create anything like scarcity can never create the ultimate satisfaction in life right Mm. so that's why people are like just dwelling and people are not taking accountability for their own like whatever that they want right like they easily always come up with the reasons why whatever they want is not happening to them and the reality is like, that's because you're dwelling on all the reasons, right? But once again, coming back to the productivity, if you don't dwell and if you use the same time producing, then you are actually being practical. You are actually doing something to make something happen, right? So, mm. so that's, that's the first, first thing I would say. The second thing is, what's your alternative? And when I say that, like, okay, so let's say that someone come to me and someone says, like Natsune, like I'm, I'm, you know, this is too hard. I'm giving up. I can't, I don't know what I want. I don't know my dream. And then I would say, okay, so what's your alternative? Like, so, you know, if this person has been, you know, trying everything, like, you know, working, doing whatever, right. Like to find that passion or whatever they want to find. And actually I meet a lot of these people where they're lost about like what they want in life, you know? When they come to me, like, I would say, what's your alternative? Because if you stop searching right now, like, what are you going to do? Are you going to just like, you know, are you just going to say, oh, never mind. You know, life is just how it is. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to pursue. I'm not going to try to find my dream. I'm just going to sit on my couch and like, you know, you know what I mean? And if that's alternative, like, you know, the life is just simple simple decision between if you do it or you don't and there's no like half pregnant you know what i mean so you have to like choose and then of course certain things happen if you choose but if you can't expect benefit of something to happen for you without putting in the work so that's that's how i would usually come out about it yeah i think those are interesting points now you brought up something about um entitlement and you know feeling like the world owes us something mm-hmm. because you, you know i we've had this much of the kind of conversations that come up on social media is about you know about people complaining about how they have it worse about how to create some kind of equity and equality in life what, what are your opinions about that because I, there, are, there, are, there are a lot of talks about this because some people feel like they've been from disadvantaged backgrounds and and they are not starting off on equal footing with other people so what are your own opinions on that I see so once again my 
my whole life, the life, um, the whole action around my life is all, always about production, always about making progress. And like, once again, like you can't dwell on the fact, you can't dwell on the data, right? If you want to be extern- extraordinary, you have to be different. And a lot of people are not willing to create and believe in the story that encourages them because it's harder, much harder. But if you want to focus on production, like the world will not happen for you. You know what I mean? Like I I have so much empathy for people who don't have much, you know? And and then, so I, I get, I get it in the same time, in the same token, like I talk from entrepreneurship perspective a lot because I literally, I started my company also from like not having nothing at all. Right. Like I didn't have anything, but I had to keep going. And for me, like I had to choose what story to believe because practically the world and the practicality, logical thinking was telling me the otherwise of what I wanted to believe, which was, you don't have anything, which was, you don't have money, which was like, how are you going to survive? Which was, you know what I mean? Like all these things. Mm-hmm. But if we, I wanted to be someone, I mean, it's not, of course, it's not going to be easy. Of course, it's going to be, it's going to have certain things um, that's going to test you. But if you want to produce, if you have such an ambition, you want to produce something, you have to own that. And once again, you can't dwell on what you don't have. And it might take longer time, but who cares? Like life is not about showing someone that you did something. Life is about creating your own journey, right? And then why don't you live for the inspiration you want to create? Why don't you live for the life that you want to draw? And if you want to, once again, focus on, sorry, I I keep saying once again, but if you want to focus on productivity, you can't dwell on the fact, you can't dwell on the data, you can't dwell on what the logical thinking tells you to do. Because as Elon Musk says, for example, like life is about, it shouldn't be all about problems, right? It, it should also have some sort of inspiration that drives us. And that's mm-hmm. what we live for. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't worry about not achieving, like worry more about creating the life that makes you happy whatever that means, like you don't have to dwell on the competition. You don't have to dwell on the fact that you don't have any, uh, nothing, but make sure to focus on making you yourself happy by doing it, by pursuing it. Of course, once again, by you deciding you want to become someone, someone special, it'll come with a cost that a lot of people who don't choose the same path don't have to go through, but it's just a cost that you have to own. If you want to become someone, if you want to be someone greater than other people. Yeah, I think that, that was really interesting. But, you know, on, on this path to self-domination and self um, of production, being productive day by day, you know, and just, you know, in the long-term goal, how, how do you keep your own self motivated in a way where, because there, there might be days where, definitely you just you just don't feel like doing anything you know sometimes you just question the whole the whole the whole thing you are doing why are you even doing this thing but how do you keep your head straight to to just persist on whatever you want to produce whatever you want to make right 
So two things. One is self-awareness comes back mm. to the topic of happiness. And the second thing is don't blame yourself. So which actually connects with the topic of happiness once again. But um, I'll go deep, deeper in that. The first one is basically to say, this is something I talk about a lot in my book also. But self-awareness mm. is a really, really powerful tool. Like when you know, when you know that what you are up to, when you realize that life is not about achieving something, but life is about failing at many, as many things and then failing or well, enjoying failing at things, right? So that's like a, basically, that's kind of like an analogy of how I would describe it. Uh, it's kind of an extreme case, but it's what it is because success is never guaranteed, but failures are. So what does that mean? That means that you need to choose a journey that allows you to fail, that allows you to have fun failing as many times as possible to get to whatever, right? Like you, you just can't lose that inspiration. You just can't lose that ambition against failing at something. <laughs> Regardless of how many, how many mm. times you had to fall onto in your face, mm. you have to find out something that uh, keeps you going regardless of the failures. And what does that mean? It means that you need to know what you're good at, what you actually enjoy doing, what, you, what the world appreciates you for doing. There's a chart that I included in my book. It's called like a Life Philosophy of Ikigai. Basically kind of gives you this uh, framework for you to come up with what it is that you want to do. Um, I can get, get into that a little bit deeper, but it's going to take a little bit too long time. Yeah, so sure, I'm going to sure. leave it here. Basically, that's what it is. Like you, you, you can look at it from different pillars and notice that. So, what am I good at? What am I um, appreciated for producing? What do I actually enjoy doing? Like, you know what I mean? So, these things you have to compare and you have to come to the conclusion that, like, if you choose a path that's kind of addressing these all like circles, like, mm. I can own failure so like i'm gonna enjoy failing at these things right so that's yeah. like slightly well it's not slightly it's actually um you know 360 degree opposite relation than what's pushed out there um but that's that's what it is i think you have to really know who you are and have to find something that you're passionate so much at you're even you're even excited about the failures that you're gonna make mm. of it, right? So that's the first thing I would say. And then the second thing is, you know, everybody has lazy time. Everybody has like times where they need a break or something like that, right? I think one of the biggest mistake a lot of ambition people and people especially make is they blame themselves for doing that. They blame themselves for and then once again, this is dwelling. This is dwelling on the past and I don't like dwelling. So what is it actually going on here? By you blaming on your loss or failure, I'm doing quotation mark, failure, uh, failure losses. Mm -hmm. What are you producing by dwelling on it? You need to, you need to get back up and, you know, you need to get back up at producing instead of dwelling because 
by you dwelling and crippling on the fact that you took a break or something, it, it doesn't produce anything. In the meantime, your competitors are producing. So whatever happened already happened. Like don't dwell. Just you know, appreciate the fact that you could take some break and then back to production. And that's how that's how I guess one way I describe it is I deploy both like very irrational like visionary thinking in a macro, like sense of uh, the macro view of life. But I also mm-hmm. deploy practical sense, logical sense in daily, um, daily practicality, daily operation in businesses or daily operation in my life. But sometimes you need to deploy like inspiration. Sometimes you need to deploy positivity. Sometimes you need to deploy dream as like a fundamental factor that drives you. There are times at the practical level, at the daily operation level, there are times that you need to turn the volume down of your emotion because you dwelling or blaming on something is your emotion that's doing. It's not the actual fact of what is happening, right? Like there's no fact that you couldn't take a break at that time. Like nothing would change really. I'm talking about like factual base, right? It's just your emotion telling you you did something bad. So there are times you want to turn up the volume of emotion, the highest, you know, which where you pursue your inspiration, where you pursue your dream, you want to be passionate, you're positive, like all these things at the macro. Like life is fun that way basically, right? But in the same token, you have to know how to turn down the volume to zero when um, you meet certain, I guess, discouraging emotion. Basically, understand that whatever negative emotions that you're having right now is not the fact. It's just you doing that to yourself. And if you focus on production, if you focus on making progress, and these emotions don't mean anything. Yeah, but wh- where do you draw the line, though, between, you know, blaming yourself and self-critique? Because I try to draw that line, and I, I, I blame myself a lot. I have a lot of self, self-doubts for everything I do. I, I, I critique myself to an extent where most of I get sad, I get angry because of, you know, I'm not meeting up to how I'm supposed to be or I think this is a personal question. And, and you know, I, I'm not just meeting the kind of goals I, I want to meet. I'm not producing at the level I want to produce at. And I, 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 I see it as a form of self-critique, but somehow it can turn negative where it just makes you feel so bad that you 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 might know like you, you just want to sit down and question the whole thing you're doing how, how do you draw that line between self-critique and, and negatively blaming yourself so i would say you are exactly where you need to be in life at any time in life you're not in a wrong place whatever you're struggling is what you should be struggling right now and my thing is my strategy, my strategy is very long-term. Like I never think too much short-term. I mean, of course, there are times where I have to think short-term, especially when it comes to business and making money. 
life strategy, like there's no quick fix, right? So criticism, for example, self-criticism, if you keep doing something, if you, so if you have one thing and you, you catch yourself doing the same thing over and over again, eventually, even if you try your hardest, you will change that, right? Like even if, like even if you don't try to fix it, um, over time, if you really, really hate that trade of yours, you will fix that. I mean, there's no, there's no other option, right? Like, give me an example. I, I, I can explain you a little bit better. Okay. Um, you know, I, I'm a software engineer and, okay. and, um, I write code, you know, and okay. I have this, I have this thing. I, maybe I want to create and, and I start working on it, you know, and I just get stuck at a point and uh, mm-hmm. it just halts my progress in a way where I, you know, this, because f- sometimes when you, sometimes when you want to create something, you already, you've, you've already visioned what you want to create. You can see it. It's very clear to you, but you know, the actual implementation is the real problem where you just get stuck at a problem where you, for, for days, you start to question your skills. You start to question your, your, I mean, you, 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 you question your own self-development if you are even worthy enough to bring your own visions to life. So some of this kind of critique. So once again, you are exactly where you, you need to be in life at any point of life, which means that including that is your journey. And my second thing I was trying to get to was that like, over time, you'll improve. Like you, if you catch your traits, something that you want to fix over and over and over again, you will eventually have to fix it without a doubt, like without any um, option, other option. But instead, like, so basically my point is like, don't dwell on the individual critics because over time, if you really, really want to get rid of that um, trait of yours, you're going to come to the conclusion that you have to work on it and you have to get rid of it, right? Uh, whether that's like stop doing the certain habits um, or whatever it is, whatever, whatever the case might be. But in once, uh, why did I say my view is always macro? That is because like, I'm not big fan of like quick fixes or short-term strategy. Like there's no, this secret like there's no this secret of like if I fix this, I can be, I can be better for forever. You know what I mean? So to meet right problem at the right time in your life, and knowing that blaming is something that your emotion does, but if becomes something that you do over time instead of like in the moment you didn't like what you did. Versus like you keep catching yourself doing that over and over, over for like two years, three years, five years, whatever in term, then you eventually really come to the conclusion that shit, I got to fix it. I don't have any other option. Does it make sense? Yeah, sure. So now that brings me to what you said earlier about happiness. I think happiness could be some kind of some kind of um, remedy for most of 
the motivation issues that maybe we could that we we face how mm. i'm i'm trying to t- how would you say someone how do you kind of maintain that happiness in a way whereby is always there is the happiness is big because you know for me i i think um happiness could diminish or or i just want to get your own opinion about what you feel could you know maintain the happiness for long mm. and right. how you could use it to get motivated so happiness in an earlier age when you were a kid kid mm. the pure feeling of dopamine it's a pure feeling of high right it's a pure feeling of like something feels good as you age happiness the definition of happiness slightly changes but it becomes this your mental strengths so mm-hmm. you know when you say happiness diminish i get it because people become cynical people experience life people experience something that didn't work in the way they wanted them to work right mm-hmm. in in the end what does that mean that means that if you can face as much as many adversities and still keep the positive outlook of life that just makes you stronger right like that just makes you a person with a strong mental strengths and your mental strengths cannot be trained if you keep avoiding the adversities and hardships something that's supposed to disappoint you mm. but it becomes choice it, it it's not natural state it becomes a choice because happy people are not happy they selectively they consciously choose to be happy which means they choose to stay strong regardless mm. of the adversities that they experience in life does that make sense yeah sure so what what is the psychology of that do the brain science because i i think you are a little bit into some of the thinking around psychology and neuroscience of motivation and and self improvement why on comment on that so when i said that i this is going to be another like hours of talk so i'm going to keep it short but basically yeah. in a book there's a section i talk about like how reality is just a perception and how some brain scientists even call reality as just hallucination of brain i mean hallucination the mm. so old reality we face today is brain hallucination and what that narration adds to people's perspective is just basically gives a little bit more power over their reality because once again i think the biggest thing they uh, people suffer from is a dwell on quote unquote facts mm. and they stop believing that they have control over their reality but if you really consider uh, quantum physics for example mm. reality is not necessarily the reality reality is just a uh, uh, gets to like a vibration right and also reality some brain scientists would call it as hallucination mm. so it gets really deep in that uh, but basically my whole narration extraction out of that is i just wanted to give more control to people and make that trigger for people to notice wait what like i thought i was doing so much on what it seems fact but it seems like like a tangible fact but in reality there's nothing that's tangible in this world 
what advice do would you give for what, what advice do you have for people who are just full of energy you know they want to create something into the world they want to produce and they are just full of energy and you know <laughs> you know because excitement could could be could be could be either a good or a bad thing you know you know too much excitement could lead you to do the right thing or maybe the bad thing in fact but what advice do you have for people who are just full of energy who want to bring something into the world who want to produce it really comes down to like are you willing to face as many failures as possible and are you also aware self-aware of what you really want yeah that's it like if you are aware and you're willing to fail as many things as you need to fail and i mean there's no there's no downside for that like i mean that's just how it should be and i think too many people feel like they need to focus on one thing in order for them to create something but i think it just comes down to self awareness like if you like chaotic lifestyle you you can't you shouldn't focus on one thing like i mean that's just happiness talk If something works for you, like don't follow the narration of the society, just do you. And if something bad happened because like if there's a con side of it for you pro- uh focusing too many things and create too much chaos, then you might learn that you didn't like chaotic lifestyle as much. But my thing is I'm never big on preventing something before something happens. My approach to many things is just like do everything and say sorry after so fuck up everything and sorry after <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's my approach. is is that what your yeah, question yeah, was yeah yeah so you mean like make as much mistakes as you can and you can't make as them, yeah I mean, there's no Yeah. Now, what was what what was the distinction because you talk about self mastery a lot. What's the distinction between self mastery and self domination? Self mastery is really about knowing yourself to the deepest level, right? And into the to the point where your narration, your story of what you want has zero reflection or influenced by someone else's story. So you kill the complete insecurity that you have and then you really get to the bottom of what you really want. Um and of course there is some influence from the social like you know current state of economy current state of so, so, uh, society of course. But you know mm. each individual people have different dreams, different inspiration, different things they want to pursue. Slightly different, right? So self mastery is just get to the bottom of it and really really draw the story that has nothing to do with other people's success your neighbor's success your parents success no none of that shit like you you know something yeah. specifically for you and self domination is attitude i would say self domination is just skill skill that you can you need to acquire in order for you to get to the self mastery or the goal yeah. of the self mastery so in in your own life because i i think this for maybe it's a personal question for you that what are some of like the biggest hurdles you know you've had to overcome in your own career in in you know in building 
building your own self brand, your own career. What 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 to you are some of like the biggest hurdles you've you've overcome? The big things that I had to overcome. I mean, I had so many. Um, yeah. I it feels like every day, like every day, is just another challenge for me. It feels like I like I feel like I'm never really over anything, and I'm not living to over something. You know what I mean? So I'm actually specifically choosing something that makes me have fun, regardless of failures, as we spoke about earlier, right? Yeah. So to me, it feels like every day is still hard. Like every day I have things to cry on. At the same token, I have so much fun solving these problems. So that's what I would say. So basically, on the flip side of it is, I'm not necessarily doing everything that I'm doing to achieve something. I'm doing it because it's fun. Yeah. But now I, I saw something because where you talked about some philosophy, I, I, I know some of your philosophy, you talked about cycle of identity. What do you mean by that cycle of identity in terms of motivation and self-development? Yeah. So Circle of identity is something that we spoke about earlier. Uh, I laid out the chart, Ikigai chart, right? And then mm. from there, basically, I extracted what that means practically that you can use in um, daily, daily practice. Basically, I laid out uh, different, I guess, checklists or um, different definition for each circle that I had with the identity circle. Mm. And then basically I'm getting leaders to do the exercise by themselves. Um, but to, to the summary, once again, it's just basically to show you who, who are you basically, right? Like without any bullshit, like what do you really want? Like, don't, don't worry about your neighbor. Don't worry about your mom. Don't worry about your girlfriend, boyfriend. Like no one cares about your life as much as you do. <laughs> so let's get to the bottom of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, now you, you talk about like no one cares about your life uh, as much mm-hmm. as you. What, what, um, I think, what role do, do you think other people play in towards, you know, our own self development? Do you think like the role is quite big or, you know, you, you should just focus on yourself extremely or, or you should try to work with others and see how maybe people could keep you in check, people who could motivate you, people who could, you know, just any kind of, any, any form of help you could get from people. Do you think those things count in a big way? Right. Or, so or, I think yeah. this similar question with the strategy, you know? Like, mm. does strategy save you ultimately, like long-term for all your life eternity? No. There's no strategy out there in the world. I promise you, there's no strategy out there in the world that can save you for all eternity of your life once you discover that one secret formula. No, there's no nothing like that. And the mentor and these people are very helpful. I would definitely say they're helpful. But at the same token, like, they're not necessary. Like, what's necessary is only you. You are necessary. And your willingness is necessary. But everything else is just bonus. You can't let those 
like not having mentor, not having whatever, be your excuse for not producing something. Let me just cut off on, you know, on a very quick tangent here, because I know you've talked about something like motivation engineering. And I want to get, because a lot of people ask me, because I, I said that earlier, a lot of people ask me how to stay motivated, how to stay high on energy, how to, and most, most times the advice I just give them is work when your energy is high and all those things. But you, you talk about motivation engineering. I want to get your own, your own perspective on, I think on how to build up that energy physically, maybe not physically, just, you know, mental energy to approach work, to produce. And mm-hmm. you, you, you say a big deal about motivational, um, um, motivation engineering. So let, let, let just talk about that a little. So I don't think it's the problem of people not having energy. I think it's just the problem of people not having self-awareness. Like if you know, like, I mean, same degree, like let's say you like playing video game, right? Or you like eating chips or whatever, whatever it is. Like that's self-awareness. Like if you love that, you have energy doing it. You know what I mean? So it's not so much about the problem of like, let's crack the code of like, you know, create the ultimate energy forever for all eternity. It's none of that. It's, it's more about knowing who you are, what you feel the passion, the most passion is in right now for you. And like, what are you, what do you enjoy? Even including the failure, like experiencing the failures. Like when you get to that topic, whatever you want to pursue, and you're not necessarily even seeing it as, you know, something you have to do, then your energy naturally get kept high. That's what happened to me. And I think that's just how it is. I don't think people are lazy. I don't think people are like, it's just the motivation of, do you want to find it? If you want to find it, you should find it. Yeah. So I, I, I don't do you must you must have thought about things about life and you know, about career, about success. Mm-hmm. And you know, we as human beings, what, what do you think is the meaning of life? What brings meaning to your life? Meaning to my life. Wow. That's, it's getting really, <laughs> really a uh, deep question. And I, I, I'm kind of being sloppy today. I feel like because my, I, um, I cut my mouse. And then yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard to speak for me today. But anyway, I'm really get to, excited to get to this question. I think the meaning of life, there's no purpose in life. I think the purpose is just only what you make it. And this is why I say I'm a macro thinker. I also deploy the practicality on a daily basis. Uh, coming from business background, once again, I learn business. But the macro... I really think that there's no purpose or meaning in life. And that's not to be cynical. That's not to be sad. Mm. This is, you know, this is the time to deploy your high emotional intelligence. So knowing that fact, like, just, you know, think about it. Like you were just hundred years of this massive, you know, humanity, like, you know, you're just like a part of the humanity. That's something gigantic you can never fight against. Right. And and you think of it like that, like you can achieve so much with your limited time and limited body, right? Like limited everything that you have. So what does that mm. mean? It just means that you need to find something that makes you happy ultimately. And for me, 
the purpose of life is to live it totally. And for me to live it totally, I want to make, I want to inspire humanity to make progress. And what makes progress for me personally, there's another concept that I talk about a lot is called um, invisible hand from Adam Smith, the father of economic. We're going to talk about how the market is the optimal when there's no government intervention, right? So each individual uh, interest driving, I guess, doing each, you know, individual economic uh, activity overall later adds up to the economic optimization. That's the Mm -hmm. idea, invisible hand. And I think the same theory applies in the society where for me to create the ultimate progress or I guess maximum progress that we can possibly extract from the current humanity, what I need to do is I need to encourage people to strive in the way they want to strive, whatever that means. It doesn't have to be one direct one direction. For you, for me, for everybody, it's different. So the best I can do is I want I can encourage them to strive in the way they want to strive. And Together, I believe that we come to the um, maximization for progress of humanity, which is my ultimate goal of life. So for me to, uh, for me to do that, I want to create inspiration for people. I want to make people feel, I want to make people mm, the state of abundance rather than scarcity, which comes from giving, providing unconditional love, which get, comes from showing showing people that like there's good in humanity there's something that there's someone who cares about them like you know stuff like that yeah i, I think that's really interesting I, I i like your perspective on it now i'm going to put you on the spot for maybe just one minute you say anything you want where people can find you anything you want to tell people who are listening to the show and you know anything at all so you can go yeah on. so My name is Natsune Oki. I'm an author of The Game of Self-Domination. My show is called Life Up Education TV. So people can find me at lifeupeducationtv.com. You can also find me on social pretty much everywhere under the same name, Life Up Education TV, on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. Yeah, I think that was interesting and it was it was really nice talking to you today and I think I learned a lot of things too. So thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you very much for having me today. Thank you for listening to the end and that's it for me this week. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends and also rate it five stars on Apple Podcast. See you next week and until then, stay curious.